Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here, and today I am joined by Patrick from Orbis Overlanding. So welcome, Patrick. Glad to have you. Glad to be here. And if you aren't aware, you've probably heard me mention a couple of times that I'm going to be going on a trip to Canada here soon, right? So we haven't t- talked a whole lot about this trip. I've just kind of mentioned it in passing a few times. So uh, Patrick is actually like the brain behind this trip and kind of the expedition leader that's that's planning the whole thing. And then I just got invited to go on this trip. So believe me, this is not my trip, but I'm excited and uh, honored to be able to go on this trip. So again, I wanted to have Patrick on to talk a little bit more sort of high level about what the trip is, what kind of challenges we're going to face on this trip, and kind of give you guys more details because I've had people asking about where, where in Canada, where east, west, that kind of thing. So we wanted to touch on that a little bit today. So if you want to learn more about the Canada trip, if you want to learn about this epic, awesome trip that we're going on in a couple months, stay tuned. All right. So as I mentioned in the intro today, I'm with Patrick from Orbis Overlanding. And I'm going to, you know, for those of you that haven't heard of him, he is a Subaru guy. So I've actually heard of him a few years ago from some of my Subaru friends. Um, So I've been aware of Patrick for a while and kind of followed him on social. But Patrick, can you tell us more about Orbis Overlanding, kind of where that came from, your background and, and kind of what got you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm one of those crazy Subaru guys. (laughs) <laughs> um there's there are a few of us floating around and they're good people um they're yeah they're generally good people yeah the you know it so oh doing doing an off-road doing an overland build in the Subaru is it it's basically I, I'll describe it as it's a niche inside a niche right mm-hmm. so what when I started getting into it it was because I liked Subarus and then you know, you roll back a couple of years and there's COVID and, you know, we're all feeling trapped. And I was like, oh, I got to get outside. Oh. And I started coming across like, you know, like a lot of people, right? The Expedition Overland guys. Sure. And then I fell into this kind of like, oh, hey, look, people do this crazy stuff in their Subarus. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I like Subarus. So I started down the road that way. And what I found was there's, you know, there's lots of support for stuff for Jeeps and lots of support for stuff for Tacomas and Frontiers and all these other things. And then there's a little bit of support for Subarus. Yeah. And the Orbis Overland came, A, because I noticed that there, there's not tons of support, mm-hmm. but really came out of a specific need that I wanted, which was to be able to carry fuel and water um outside of the cab of the car not on the roof because again I drive a cross track so you know I'm taking a small Subaru platform and then I picked the smallest one really I could and that's what I overlanded uh so I needed more carrying capacity so the rack wings sit off the um the roof rack and sit on the sides that's really what started it because I actually had my first set custom built I didn't have any intention of starting a business. I just had them built for me. And as soon as that started getting out there, people were, they wanted that. Hmm. So 
that's so Orvis Overland came from that. So now I do have my own products. I support stuff for cross tracks and outback wildernesses and foresters, um, Molly panels, rack wings on multiple vehicles, some new stuff coming out later this year for Subarus and maybe some other brands. We'll see. Cool. But yeah, so so my whole view or my whole kind of goal is to help the Subaru people and some of the other CUV types of vehicles that don't have a lot of support to have support to go do this. Um, so yeah, guys, if you want to learn more about Orbis Overlanding, of course, I'll put a link in the description below. He does have some really cool stuff for Subarus, like you mentioned, the wing panels where you can store fuel and stuff. His you know, Subaru is all decked out and rigged out, so definitely check out that link down below. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Next, I kind of wanted to talk, though, about just kind of where this idea came from for this, because I know you've been doing this for a few years, kind of like an annual expedition. I haven't been on any of the, any of the previous ones before, but I heard about the one last year and I was like, well, that sounds really cool. And then I, you know, when I heard about this one and, and kind of got invited to be a part of it, I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. So can you tell us more about kind of where the idea came from for these expeditions and kind of what you've done in the past and what got you to Canada this year? So being being from Michigan, uh, a lot of where I go or, or my friends, or the group goes, of course, is north. So we right. go into the UP, um, we overland across the UP. There's lots of fantastic, beautiful spots in the UP, you know, and I could probably continue going to the UP forever and find something new, at least for the next foreseeable future. Um, but, you know, but there is more to do. Certainly, uh, there's lots of places to go. So this whole the, two two summers ago now, we we did a, a trek where we started on the east side of the UP up near Whitefish Point, and we finished up in Copper Harbor. And it's the whole like that whole trip kind of came together accidentally. Hmm. Um, you know, it was it was really one of those like, hey, I'm gonna go do this. Anybody want to go? And a couple yeah. people came. And we just had a riot. And by the end of it, for that year, there there's a there's a handful of kind of land use things going on in the UP. So at our last camp setup that night, several of us started talking about, hey, we could do there's 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 a way here to do like more. We could do something where we're helping to raise funds, raise awareness. You know, there's these land use things going on in the UP. So we collectively said, okay, so let's do this again next year. And, and let's, you know, try to get some sponsors and let's try to just do, you know, whatever we can, right? I mean, anything is better than nothing. So that's what we did the next year. We started working with Cork, which is the QA um, Outdoor Recreation Coalition. And we actually did an event with them in Copper Harbor as we went through the area. And, you know, we had people that just came from the community, tourists, 
that were in Copper Harbor that just came. So we got to share more about what Cork was doing, the land use issues up there. Um, you know, so I'll give you a link you can put in the video too for yep. that. Cork is great. Yeah, I've heard of them from the core stuff. Yep. Yeah, and a lot of it's still going on up there. There's there's public land use situations like there are in lots of places. Yeah. But certainly up there. So that that kind of kicked off this kind of Orbis Overlanding Expedition series. And yeah. what we wanted to do was we wanted to build every year, you know, something bigger, something bigger. So yeah. last year's uh, was six days across the UP. Um, this year's is bigger. Um, so there's two pieces of segue, I guess. The I have always, since I was little, I've had a goal of wanting to go above the Arctic Circle and below the Antarctic Circle. So, you know, most 12-year-olds or 15-year-olds are, you know, like, oh, I want to go sit on the beach for a week. You know, I don't mind the beach, but that wasn't my goal. I want to go north and way south. Yeah. So, you know, this this trip into Canada, I guess, is part of a you know continuation of that kind of dream to go north. We're not going to make it to the Arctic Circle this year. No. Um, you got to stay tuned for that. Yeah. But we're but we're definitely going to go north we're going to go north and we're going to go remote um and you know so that just kind of resonates with my goals for the types of environment that i think are really cool uh the boreal tiaga forests that's kind of my thing so that's why we're headed north this year um yeah it's two weeks we're going to be gone uh we, we've got a solid 14-day itinerary, and um, yeah, we I should pop up the map here now and yeah, sure. show where we're going. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So this area up up here is, um, it's, it's northern Quebec, but really it's native lands of the Cree um, native, native people. So we, we're going way north and then we are going way east. So out here at Canapiscau, and I've been practicing pronouncing that word for a long time. When, when we get out here to Canapiscau, this is the furthest you can drive in North America from any community. Hmm. So you know, a lot of a lot of people talk about how cool Alaska is, Prudhoe Bay. You know, there's all these areas in Western Canada, and don't get me wrong, those are really cool areas. Uh, I've been lucky enough to be to have been to some. Hope to get back, but we are actually more remote up here than we are in those areas. 
it, you know, when you measure like from a community, from some place that has, you know, basic services like fuel. Yeah. Right. There's some, this trip because of the distance out, you know, there's some logistical things that we have to um, really take into account because there is a section of this road where we will go nearly 400 miles without fuel. Yeah. And with the exception of one of the rigs on our trip, you know, many of us don't have that range. So, yeah. so it takes, you know, this concept that we've kind of had for a long time, right? You carry extra fuel with you, but yeah. we're actually like having to calculate and make sure that we have the proper extra fuel because there just isn't fuel. As one yeah. of those inefficient rigs, I believe me, I'm doing the math over and over again in my head <laughs> and worrying about it. So. Yeah, so the, you know, we're going we're gonna to go do this. The road is called uh, the Trans Taiga. If anybody wants to check that out, that's what we're, that's what the route is out here. Uh, there's a couple communities in this area um, that we're hoping certainly to visit. There's some, some other things in, in the area that I'm looking really forward to. But what, what's up here is, all of these lakes that you see on the map, wow. these are all huge reservoirs. And it's the hydroelectric dams that create the reservoirs. And the power produced from these dams powers a good portion of eastern United States and Quebec and even Ontario. So these are just massive, massive dams. Uh, and that's just one of the really cool things that we're going to get to see when you know being out that far yeah. it's we're going to lose we're we're basically going to lose cell service down here I mean, we're, we're, we will go days without cell service or certainly without reliable cell service uh i mean it's so it's it's really you know that what this trip is not is it's not carry a chainsaw, cutting trees down every 50 feet, rock crawling through things that really is a hiking trail. It, this trip isn't about that. What it's about is we will be very remote. We will be absolutely vehicle dependent on getting us to and from and, and team dependent. You know, so, so that's part of what I'm really excited about is yes, it's remote, it's beautiful, it's untouched. It's you know, it's basically wilderness. But you know, the group of people, you and the others that are coming, um, I'm super excited to just do the trip with the group that is has come together. Um, yeah. I expect that we will have a ton of fun, um, and you, it'll just be a cool experience to do this uh, as a group. Yeah. I just, if for people that are on the podcast, hop over to the YouTube channel if you want and see this. Because when you look at this map and you look at how far we're going in two weeks, so it is about 1,500 miles each way. Uh, 1,600 miles, yeah. 1,652. So we're doing 3,300 miles in two weeks. I'm also doing this in a 218,000 mile, 15 year old uh, Nissan Frontier that has had a history of breakdowns. So just, the team thing is a very important piece of this because I may have Cody dragging my truck half the way of this trip. So, um, 
I I feel pretty good about it. I'm I'm going through the whole truck and everything. But yeah, this if you can't see this on the podcast, just to like show like give you some idea of this, like I'm also like what five or six hours south of your starting point here. Yeah, so I've got to drive another five or six hours just to catch up with you guys and then get started on this trip. But I mean, it is it's literally like looking at a globe. <laughs> and we're going from the Midwest to like one of the furthest points that you can get to in northeastern Canada on a road, the farthest from anyone. So yeah, that remoteness, I, that's fascinating to me. I love that idea because I'm I'm a you know an outdoors person. I love being away from people. That's half of the reason I overland. So going to be really interesting to be that remote for that long so yeah and it's definitely uh it's kind of the epitome of out in the middle of nothing yeah yeah so that that kind of makes me think too i was talking to another gentleman that i think you've talked to about this trip and kind of done some pre-cursor talking to because he's done this a few times and i had not thought he actually talking to this gentleman we were on another camping trip and he was like oh patrick yeah he's a great guy i was i've been telling him about canapiscal because i've been out there a few times he was on a trip like three weeks ago with me and he was like, you keep talking about going to Canada. Where are you going? And he's talking about Canada Piscow. And I was like, oh no, I'm, we're going up like into Canada, like Trans Taiga. And he goes, that is the Canada that's, Piscow. That's yeah, what that's, you're talking about. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was talking to him for a while, but he was telling me about like how when you do pass, you don't tra- pass traffic very often. But when you do, like there are like logging trucks and just big old semis that have to, you know, move stuff up there. And he said they've had multiple vehicles go through windshields and stuff like that's a big concern with the gravel flying up from some of these trucks and it's just unavoidable. So like broken grills, like they had one truck that went through this this sort of same truck and like their whole grill was just smashed to bits from rocks. You yep. know, like headlights, grills, you know, windshields and like not to be excited about damage. I don't want to get damaged necessarily, but it's like it is exciting that like this is not a joke, right? Like this is not just a a tr- Sunday drive to the mall like this is remote and there are things that can go wrong and you can go through tires and there's a lot of like dangerous elements to this and there's going to probably be a lot of like trailside repairs and or like tire patching and there's it's going to be a, a test for sure so what other challenges though am I not thinking about well yeah those um because I I've talked to a handful of people and yeah some people you know they've shared you, know, you see a truck coming at you, especially on the trans Tiagra section that is the gravel. Um, and about about two thirds in, it actually gets worse. Oh, and so I think really it's that section where you really have to be careful. Hmm. But one guy I was talking to, you know, he's he basically is like, you see a truck coming at you, pull over. You, <laughs> you pull over, you stop huh. and let them go by because then yeah, any rocks that are kicked up or whatever. You know, there's less impact because you're not both moving. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, there's that. Um, fuel, like I mentioned, you know, fuel is a big one. Yeah. Um, we, with that section, well, you know, another challenge, it's going to be interesting in some of the, the areas is going to be language. Hmm. Um, believe it or not, for people, I guess, that don't, you know, that, that aren't tuned into Quebec, but Quebec is French. Yeah. And you know the Cree Nation, those folks speak English. Um, but really, once we get more than a handful of hours from Sault Ste. Marie and start really into Quebec, um, I have heard some people talk about that you'll walk into a gas station and they don't speak English, they speak French. You know, you're in wow. Quebec. Yeah. Um, 
so we you know we could have some some challenges there you know i've heard some stories about even like safety issues that that became a little bit of problems working with local police um, hmm. because of the, the language barrier uh, you know so there there's some things there the vehicle damage is a challenge because you know you're you're out here, you blow a serpentine belt or something like that, you're not running down the road to the Nissan shop right. or even the car quest. No. There's, that's not an option, right? I mean, <laughs> there, there was a guy that I interacted with just briefly who he had to have, it wasn't him, it was someone he came across hmm. uh, who had to have tires flown in. Oh. And I don't remember what the whole story was, but he had a really weird tire size. Huh. There, there was like it was one of those like worst case scenarios that like builds on each other kind of thing. But yeah. basically, this guy had to have like two tires flown in. You know, you can imagine that's not cheap. Yeah, no. So I'm just thinking now. I'm just leaving my truck if something happens. I guess <laughs> it's just we'll make room. Ride with somebody else, and <laughs> we got room. <laughs> <laughs> might be the last the the longest and last trip that my truck makes well who knows we'll see yeah i, I could sell it to someone up there probably <laughs> if they speak english so. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, cool. Um, so what about some highlights to look forward to? So, you know, I mean, obviously we don't want to give away the whole trip for everybody out there. We want you guys to tune in because I mean, there's going to be, we're going to be, this trip will take two weeks. So, I mean, I'm going to try my best to make a, a series probably out of this whole thing. Like the whole trans Tiger series of probably multiple videos about the trip and different days and the different things that we check out and that sort of thing. Cause there's not a lot of content out there about it. So mm-hmm. you guys can all look forward to that. There'll be a ton of content coming out of this. Um, but like there are some highlights that we've talked about on like some of the team calls and stuff that we've had. You want to touch on a couple of those? Yeah. Well, so for again, for me, one of the huge highlights is if everything goes to plan, not only will I get to go swimming in the Hudson Bay, which geographically counts as the Arctic Ocean. The yeah, Hudson yeah. Bay is a bay off the Arctic Ocean. So that yeah. that would be my first foray into the Arctic Ocean. Cool. Um, so hoping to, to not only be able to swim, but possibly camp right on the shore of the Hudson Bay. That would be a huge highlight. Um, the, you know, a couple of the other things, I guess, that I'm really looking forward to, again, the, the hydro dams, you can tour those facilities. So I'm, I, you know, some of these things are certainly feats of engineering and, and feats of engineering done a long, long ways out from anything else. Right. And years ago, probably. And so, you know, hopefully there's things, and I don't know what we'll be able to share of those. You know, they may yeah. not let us film there. I have no idea. We're going to find out. <laughs> um, there, you know, there's rumors of ghost towns. There's, um, you know, hopefully animal encounters, not negative encounters, but hopefully we'll see animals. Yeah, um, I mean that's nice animals. Way out, so 
yeah, we're we're working on possibly even like maybe a, a boat tour on the Hudson Bay. Uh, we're trying to get some of that worked out. So yeah, I think there's going to be, I think it'll be worth uh, tuning back in for. Yeah, for sure. It's been funny because we've been the whole group has been we have like a group chat going and like. Meanwhile, at the same time, Expedition Overland is releasing slowly their Nordic series and like it's calling back to like their previous series and stuff like even their McKenzie trip and stuff, you know, and I'm like, when we get on these planning calls, I'm like, I'm really thankful for Patrick, I will say, and everybody else that's just way more good at this stuff than me. But like, like he's talking about the weather and like the fact that there's one of the challenges we're going to face that we didn't even talk about is like the light. The fact that it's yeah. we're so far north that it's light from like until 11 p.m. and then at like two in the morning, it's light again. Yeah. So there's like that kind of stuff, but like there's so much that goes to the the border crossing to get into Canada. The fact that like fuel things that we can take across the border, whether you're going to be taxed yeah. on it, like you yeah. cleaning your rigs so that you don't they don't think there's bugs and stuff. And like there's all these factors that. It's such a different experience than like driving a state or two over, which, you know, I, I drive pretty far for a lot of my trips, maybe eight or 10, 12 hours one way, but I'm still in the U.S. So right. like I'm actually really excited about this because this is the closest thing to like real overlanding that I've probably ever done in five years of doing it. You know, I mean, I probably spent 200, 250 nights in a tent in the last five years, I would say. I mean, I, I try to get out quite a bit as much as I can, but this is going to be, to your point earlier, like two weeks of literally relying on our vehicles being so remote that if you don't have something, if you don't plan ahead, if you, you know, if it starts pouring down rain and you're not prepared, you're getting wet and all your stuff's getting wet and it's going to be miserable. So you're just not prepared. That's yeah. 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 So it's going to be a great test. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to see all the people and all their different rigs. We have a, a good uh, variety of rigs too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So we've got, we've got a good mix of, uh, vehicles and people come in. Uh, there's two cross tracks going. Um, myself and my my friend Jen. Um, our our friend who inter- who was introduced to us, Cody. He's coming in his Land Cruiser. No. Uh, Technically, we- it's an LX450. He'll correct you. Yes, that's true. Yep. He's, He's Alexis. <laughs> um, our friend uh, Hunter and. Uh, He's driving a Dodge 2500 series. That thing is huge. Um, and my good buddy Scott and his 10-year-old son are coming. Uh, Scott drives a Ford Ranger Tremor, which is a great little truck. Yeah. Um, he'll be hauling uh, a trailer that he just picked up that will be significant part of our base camp setup. Uh, you, of course, and everybody here knows you. Um, Maybe. And then, and then my dad is uh, riding shotgun with me, and um, going to be doing drone work and video work for across all the rigs. So, yeah, so we've got a good group, um, yeah, kind of a plethora of different approaches <laughs> to the overlanding gig, and yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm excited. We've only got like what 101 days from the time that we're recording this, I think. Yes. 101 days, 13 hours, 39 minutes, and 54 seconds. Oh, Not shoot. that anybody's counting. Yeah, right. But, Not that you don't have a live countdown on your phone all the time. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my that's my background right now is counting. Nice. Oh man. Okay. Well, we need to get off this and we need to get back to work. 
That's what we need to do. Yeah. So I've definitely got a rig list going. Yeah. I'm tearing my whole truck apart this week and the next month probably. So I'm, I'm going to do a from scratch build from pretty much everything in the back of my truck. So I've got to get going. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So yeah, guys, so that was it. Hopefully that gives you a little bit better understanding of this Canada trip that we're going to be going on on the Trans Taiga. Super, super exciting, really cool with the border crossing and the remoteness and all the different sort of challenges we're going to have to overcome. Um, So again, stay tuned. There's going to be a ton more content coming on this. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, make sure to click that subscribe button down below so you get updates when whenever new videos like this are coming out. Click that bell button so you know when when these new videos are dropping about the Trans Taiga. Also in the description below, as I mentioned before, are going to be links to Orbis and, you know, the team and all that kind of thing, as well as all my social media links too. So if you want to hang out other places, wherever you want to come hang out, I'd love to have you. Um, And then, of course, there's the Patreon page and the Newbie Overlander group. Both of those are cool things. Again, totally up to you if you want to join. But if you want to, we'd love to have you. So again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.